Hi everyone, Lauren Kinghorn again, Inspiring Mompreneurs, and today I have the lovely Leora Mofsevitz here um, to talk to us about functional medicine health coaching, which is quite a mouthful in itself. Leora, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for inviting me to feature on um, Inspiring Mompreneurs. Um, I know that we've been trying to have this conversation for such a long time, and it's just really lovely to spend time with you this morning. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you, Leora. Every time I have a conversation with you, any kind of conversation, I always leave the conversation feeling like I just gained something. I learned something. I grew a little bit more. I, you are such an amazing person and you know so much. I mean, you've got a head full of knowledge and the way you apply it to your life is just so amazing. You have an amazing perspective on life. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to you today. And I'm also really excited to see that you have taken this journey. I mean, the last, I remember when I bumped into you at that coffee shop, a while back um, at Stodal's and you you said um, you're busy learning a doing a functional medicine course and I, I said well why were you doing it and you said you know I'm really just doing it for myself I'm doing it for my own knowledge I want to get this knowledge for me and I love that you're also taking it into coaching now so talk to me about that journey well Lauren you know it's um, as you a, a very much an organic journey and it's something that I believe I got into functional medicine health coaching because this is exactly where I need to be so the journey in itself started um, probably I would say 18 no I'm 40 now so when I was 18 um, I was studying psychology at UCT and one of my most inspiring lecturers was Dr Helga Schumer and he taught on health psychology so it was my favorite chapter in my big thick purple textbook. And I was so inspired by who he was. His lecture hall was completely packed out. He spoke with such passion and such conviction. But I didn't know when I was 18 that this would be the journey where I've led to today. Um, I mean, something like coaching wasn't a big um, area of, of profession back 20 years ago, and neither was the, the kind of the emphasis and the focus that is on health. So I would say that, you know, in terms of the journey, it started when I was 18. Um, but wow. in terms of the, the formal training and education, it was I was fortunate enough for the last 14 years of my professional working career to have been involved in the functional medicine movement quite actively. Wow. So it's been a long journey. So tell me about the functional medicine movement then, because I, I have interviewed um, Dr. Yael Jaffe, and that was very fascinating. That's when I first came across functional medicine. So, um, but tell me what functional medicine is from your perspective. So from my perspective, really, and it's the truth of being inspired by all the functional medicine greats, um, the father of functional medicine is Dr. Jeffrey Bland. Um, and some of my mentors in the field are people like, um, well, my core um, mentor actually has been Dr. Christy Hughes, but there's also Dr. Cara Fitzgerald, Dr. Patrick Hannaway, Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman, should I say. And um, what they all do that is similar and what functional medicine really does is put the person or the patient, however they see themselves, at the center and then find ways to connect the dots around what this person needs in order to actualize their full genetic potential. So at the end of the day, whether it's a physical, spiritual, emotional, 
whatever different components are required to help somebody achieve um, their optimal health, we really need to put the patient at the center and have a patient-centric model of personalized medicine. So I think the, the easiest kind of translatable way of saying what is functional medicine, it's personalized medicine. It's medicine that will be different for you, Lauren, as it would be different mm -hmm. for your son, Ben, as it would be different for me or my husband or my family. So mm -hmm. it can't be a one size fits all approach. Um, and it's the opposite of protocol medicine is what functional medicine is. Wow. So is protocol medicine pretty much orthodox medicine? Well, if I think of, I don't think there is such a term as protocol medicine, but protocol <laughs> medicine would be the sense of going into your doctor, he sees you, you've got a post-nasal drip and a sore throat, and you know you're going to land up on a nasal spray and antibiotic or whatever yeah. it is, and you walk out the door. And um, this would be rather looking at somebody and saying, why do you continue to present with certain health concerns? And let's mm. start to uncover what could be underlying um, why you kind of displaying these different symptoms or um, why are you struggling with these health concerns? So it goes much deeper, which sounds similar to homeopathy and naturopathy. They have a similar approach and yet it's different. So how does functional medicine differ from homeopathy and naturopathy? Okay, so that's a fantastic question because functional medicine is a system biology approach to medicine. And what it does is it actually incorporates all those different professionals. So if you go and have a look at ifm.org, so IFM mm -hmm. is the, the body of uh, functional medicine, you, you'll find all the practitioners that are qualified functional medicine doctors on their website. You'll notice that you'll have functional medicine doctors that are naturopaths, homeopaths, mm -hmm. chiropractors, GPs, dentists, a variety wow. of different professionals that use this approach um, to almost have a common language in how to manage somebody. Because mm -hmm. if, if I use a case study um, of a client and I see somebody, for example, that has got, you know, they come to you, uh, you know, they're experiencing IBS, for example, mm -hmm. they may be seeing a dietitian, mm -hmm. they may be seeing a GP, they may be seeing mm -hmm. a psychologist, and they are still unwell. The question mm -hmm. is, what through the functional medicine lens could we do to help this person achieve their full health potential and it would be about connecting all those different disciplines um, to really helping that person get well wow and so what is your interest specifically so as as a health coach are you most interested in the dietary side and um, would you call yourself a sort of a dietitian stroke coach or are you more interested in the whole body like looking at them their psychology i think you are very interested in psychology right so i i'd imagine you're gonna go there you're gonna also look at their their family relationships and you know what's going on in their lives is that kind of where you go it's almost like counseling as well it is and you know <laughs> as a as a functional medicine coach at the end of the day it's really about listening well to what are those pain points that that person is experiencing what are the triggers what has led them to express this particular um, ill health at this moment in their life and when you listen well enough you're able to uncover what it is that could be an unconscious driver or something that's leading this person to manifest illness. Mm -hmm. So just to answer your question more clearly, um, my role as a functional medicine health coach is not a dietitian. I'm not a mm -hmm. dietitian. 
I'm not a nutritional therapist and I'm not a doctor. And those are things that I would work with a network of professionals that if I was say, for example, dealing with you, Lauren, and you were experiencing something, I would say from listening to your story, the person you need to see clearly would be a, a, a nutritional therapist because I would want them to work with you on a specific dietary program and plan to eliminate certain foods and maybe come up with a program to improve your health. With that said, the functional medicine health coach and, and in my training, there's a massive focus on positive psychology. It's mm -hmm. the opportunity for you as, uh, as the potential client or patient to realize that you've got the answers yourself. And there's a complete overload of information in the world. And it would be more about me supporting you in directing you to what you already know uh, within mm -hmm. yourself and finding tools to get to where you need to go. Wow, this has been coming up this week. I did another interview this week um, with another coach and that getting the answers yourself comes up quite a bit lately. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked at the thinking environment as well in psychology. What do you mean by that? The thinking environment. So it's... Um, there's, I think the book is called Time to Think. So it's a, it's a form of psychology where you really just help people think through their own answers. So um, really amazing. Have, have a look into it. I can't remember who the founder is of the thinking environment, but it's fascinating work. And it just ties into how coaching seems to be going nowadays, that coaching isn't about somebody sitting there and giving you answers or, you know, like having the answers for you. It's really about you finding your own answers. And that is coming up so much with the coaches I speak to. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that. And I think the biggest thing to understand is, you know, when you think of a doctor or a nutritional therapist or a dietitian, that's what would be considered expert advice mm -hmm. versus the coach approach, which mm -hmm. is more about guiding someone to uncover what it is for themselves. Of course, there is advice that comes together with that, but it's advice via permission. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like when that person, you know, when my clients are ready, then I go there with them, or mm. I would offer an introduction of, you know, a particular diet to consider, but it's not about a prescription. Yes. Wonderful. Oh, I love it. And so that is functional medicine in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots more that can be said. So much more that can be said. <laughs> there's a lot more, but you know, for any of your listeners that may be interested, a really good book to read mm -hmm. is The Disease Delusion uh, by Dr. Jeffrey Bland. I would say it's one of my most inspirational books because he demystifies what it means to really get functional medicine as a lay person as such. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, just a really, really good book. And another one, actually one of my inspirational people, I haven't mentioned him, but in the UK is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Um, and he's also written a great book called The Stress Solution. So those are, it's not a classical functional medicine book, but it's mm -hmm. really got some outstanding tools um, in there for people to consider. Okay, that sounds like amazing books to go to. So people can start reading about it and then they could obviously um, talk to a coach or a doctor or, you know, if they wanted to know more and take it further and take it deeper. But it is about us starting to really take control of our own health, isn't it? There is, there's, there's a movement, if we're talking about the movement now, the movement is away from having somebody tell you what to do and having you take control of your own health. Is that, am I reading it correctly? 100% yeah. reading it 
100% correctly. And I think the real power mm-hmm. is that because we all mm-hmm. know, we all know, I can tell you what are the secrets, you know, yeah. eat fruit and vegetables, eat whole grains, yeah. exercise, drink water, don't drink too much alcohol. I, I mean, this is obvious information, but what stops people from engaging in reaching their full potential? It's much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So there's no lack of information out there. So yeah. my, my role is not to give more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, help people to uncover what it is that's standing in the way from them working with what the information is that they have accessible. Beautiful, I love it. And because you have quite a strong psychology black background, you can really help them with those psychological blocks. Because I think we do all have mental blocks that stop us. We we, we have these habits that we develop over years. And then there's mental blocks that stop us um, from actually changing those habits. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone has some bad habit they could do with the (laughs) sorting out. I have bad habits. I mean, it's all uncovering, it's unpeeling, and it's being about being honest, you know, we're not perfect. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so tell me more about your your journey. So, you um, you really started showing an interest in health psychology um, in those like yeah, that's twenty two years ago, and over the years you've now worked with um, different brands. Um, getting the word out and those brands were functional well for you said for 16 years the brand was a functional medicine brand so i was um i was instrumental in really getting a metagenics in south africa on the map in terms of my uh, my sales expertise and really training and developing doctors to find ways to use high quality supplementation and nutraceuticals in their practices mm-hmm. so in that time, I got to spend years and years and years developing incredible relationships and learning from some fantastic uh, functional medicine doctors and just integrated professionals in Cape Town specifically. So I have exposure there if anybody wants to be steered in the right direction about what practitioner they should see. I'm more than happy um, to help anybody uh, find Mm -hmm. that. Interesting. The other thing that popped into my head was kinesiology. Um, Mm. Yeah, I'm seeing my kinesiologist on Monday. And this is this is exactly how a kinesiologist works as well, you know, really looking at that deep listening, um, but also letting the body tell you, Um, how do you feel about that? Or how does functional medicine feel about kinesiology and muscle testing to find out what's happening in the body? Uh, It's definitely those are all tools. You know, mm-hmm. if we talk about the IFM or the functional medicine toolkit, the mm-hmm. toolkit will be using a variety of different modalities. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm a personal fan of kinesiology and I, I used it when I was pregnant with Ariella, my eldest daughter. And it's such an amazing tool because, you know, the, the body is the map for the, should I say the foot is the map for the rest of the body. And I, I really found great support and relief um, mm-hmm. using that technique. So I think, you know, if we look at where that would fit into the functional medicine matrix, because what functional medicine has is a matrix of different elements that need to be considered. So one of the kind of the the branches on that matrix would be something called, for example, digestion and assimilation. Mm -hmm. So it could be after your kinesiology session on Monday, maybe she works on the, you know, 
on the stomach and works on the intestines perhaps and you'll find relief um, mm -hmm. at a gastrointestinal level so mm -hmm. definitely uh, a you know a, a supportive component that would come from kinesiology as would come from massage therapy mm -hmm. as would come from going for a walk in the forest you know so mm -hmm. it depends whatever your whatever your tool is to kind of encourage a state of sympathetic sorry should I rather say parasympathetic dominance and getting out of that mm. fight and flight sympathetic dominant drive that's what's yeah. good for us as people so anything mm -hmm. to in this crazy COVID pandemic world <laughs> slow the central nervous system down is is a good thing Ah, oh, wonderful, wonderful. So you, I know you've just moved from South Africa to London, well, Cape Town to London, and that is a massive move. So what tools did you use? Because you are so calm. I can't believe how settled you are already in London and how calm you are. In fact, how calm you were even before you moved. I was, I, I was astounded. You were so relaxed. <laughs> about lockdown happening and then you know moving and now you've done it and you still look just as relaxed so obviously all your tools work <laughs> what did you do i think we you know i'll be honest with you and say that looks can be deceiving because what we what we portray sometimes on the outside isn't how challenging life can genuinely be so in full disclosure to your listeners life is hard and this has been a true test of my deepest fears uh, i've had to dig really deep um, and find whatever it is that i've you know and this is something you know from a functional medicine perspective we always say what can i draw on from my past that proved to me that I could be successful in my future. So I would say the one thing that has really helped me is knowing that I'm passionate about making a difference. And I connected with, started connecting with online communities, talking to people about the work that I do. I'm even just having this conversation with you today. And um, simple routine um, support mechanisms like going for a walk, uh, waking up, making sure that I showered, got dressed, attended to my children, um, and just simple day-to-day -day routine in and amongst the change, because it has been a massive, massive uh, life shift. And um, I say a supportive husband um, and, and lovely kids has been my guiding light and knowing that they've settled well has encouraged me. So through their settling, I've also felt settled. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're really, really coming into your power now. I mean, that's the feeling I get. You've always been an incredibly powerful woman um, in doing all your work, but now it's for it's for you, right? There's, there's The shift has been that now you're starting to do your own work and not only work with, with other brands. Um, is that is that a fair estimation of what's changing for you? I think so. I, I, this is a really significant year for me. This is my year I turned 40 and it's the year that I feel like I've come into my own. And from a, you know, from a Jewish Kabbalistic perspective, the year 40, the, the year you turn 40 is a very significant time in your life. And it's such a significant year. I can't have thought of a more life changing, significant yeah, then the year I turned 40 in the year 2020, it kind of all changed. And um, 
you know, I'm, I'm just looking up because it, it's it's about looking and, and gathering from all these different places to say that this is my time and this is my time to take my talents and my gifts that I've been helping so many others for so long and, um, and, and continue to do that and just to feel self-expressed. And I'm excited to continue doing what I want, which is to support others also in achieving what they want for their lives. So it's, it's, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Scary, but exciting all at the same time. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing an absolutely fantastic job with your coaching clients. I know that you already have some clients. And have you managed to coach them while you've been going through all of the transition? Or did you kind of stop your coaching practice and move <laughs> and then get back into it? Yeah, I actually did take a, a formal break because I felt that you know, I, I'm one of those people that I do take on too much for sure mm -hmm. and highly ambitious and do too much. And I, I did say to myself, you know, we left South Africa on the 16th of August and I thought I was just going to get straight back into work. I kind of had this vision. I'll get on the airplane with my laptop on my back and back, my backpack with my laptop and I'll arrive and I'll open my laptop and I'll start working. No ways. You know, mm -hmm. I had to give myself that breathing room mm -hmm. and for you know, the rest of August and the whole of September, it really was a, a period of transition. Um, and I allowed for that time without the guilt of not working effectively, I gave myself some time, which I needed to give to my family and to give to myself. And I, I, I've, and now I'm so ready and so excited to move forward. So now's Wonderful. the time. Wonderful. That's so awesome. Um, do you have family in London or are you alone there? <laughs> um, I'm not. I do have family. I would say I'm in some people's photo albums, which is, I suppose, family where they know me from years ago and um, not not very close family, but lovely, warm, good people. Um, mm -hmm. And I've got wonderful friends, you know, friends mm -hmm. that I that I didn't know were such good friends to me, but they've proven themselves in, on my arrival, um, people bringing me flowers, people bringing us wow. food um, and feel welcomed and received. So wow. the of community um, mm -hmm. that I am starting to feel, I mean, I miss my dear friends so terribly um, and I miss my beautiful Cape Town and my beach and my, my beautiful home, but I do feel that this is a great opportunity and, um, and in terms of functional medicine specifically, this is really the place to be because it's so, um, it's so there's so much um, mm -hmm. focus and attention on health. I mean, even the selection in the supermarkets, I know we spoke the other day about plant-based living and plant-based living. The selection is incredible, you know. I mean, but making the decision to take my family off dairy has been mm -hmm. easy. Why? Yeah. Because the replacements are affordable and available. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, that is great. So on the diet side, it's, it's awesome. Um, yes, and you were said you, you said you're a flexitarian, which is great. I only heard that term a couple of weeks ago, and then you said, yeah, I would call myself a flexitarian. So that was great. At least I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> it's an actual term, but I think it's... It is. Is it a term? Okay. <laughs> according to our like it's almost eating intuitively um you know i would find as as a woman sometimes you will crave certain foods when it's the time of the month or your hormones mm -hmm. may be guiding you towards eating more carbohydrate rich foods mm -hmm. or you'll notice that there's a, a you know maybe you feel you need meat or you need more sugar 
um, it's not ideal, but it's instead of feeling guilt around those choices, mm -hmm. it's to see it as intuitive and cyclical. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Um, and do you have a message that you'd really like to convey to all of our listeners, readers, um, watchers? <laughs> Is there something, a message that you really want to get out to the world that you want people to know? There is, and it's a very, very deep, meaningful message to me, and it comes around the time of my 40th birthday, and I was inspired by my, my rabbi's wife, uh, Rebetzin Zisi Darren, who's also a mindfulness leader and coach, and she said, if you think, think good, and it will be good, and those are actually the words of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and the, those words themselves are really, they, they really drive home a deep message, because at the end of the day, what we think we are able to manifest. So if I think one clear message, it's to think good and it will be good and that we are the power of our thoughts and wow. we manifest what we think. Absolutely. Yeah. Law of attraction. <laughs> yeah. We don't realize just how powerful our thoughts are. Hmm. Um, and then your children. So you said your children have settled well. You've, you know, you've moved to London. I remember you talking before you left for London about how you got them into a great school and you were just so happy that you found this amazing school in the right area. And, you know, everything kind of came from that. So um, as a mom, um, starting this entrepreneurial journey, becoming a coach, how is that going for you? How are you, are you finding the right time, carving out the time um, to do the coaching and be a mum is it tricky sometimes oh yeah there's, there's, I always say there's no perfect recipe to motherhood you know <laughs> it's uh, and being a mom being mom is first and foremost for me and the beauty at the moment please God that the schools stay open with mm. COVID crazy head over here at the moment but they're in school my girls from 8 o'clock until 3.30 most days mm -hmm. so there's chunk of time there to really focus and to support my clients um, and work on my business and then I'm a fully available mom after that time until bedtime and then I guess as all entrepreneurs are we work again when the children are asleep yeah um so that's beautiful beautiful putting your children first and then knowing exactly which time you have for them and which time you have for your clients that's amazing that you can really just yeah be very clear on that um obviously in london it's not as easy to get child care as it is over here it certainly costs a lot more <laughs> so i'm guessing you're on your own there more than you were here yes i mean i, I miss my, my my incredible right hand effie who was my support structure in so many regards but um you know this what i notice here which is so encouraging is that a lot most women do work as well and you know the, there's a culture of support where other women support other women in terms of picking up a child from school or under normal non-covid circumstances obviously um you know helping each other out where you can wonderful and, and making it count you know so mm -hmm. if if i need to get any support down the line I will get that support. Um, a lot of families here do have au pairs, which are you know lovely young girls from different countries that join their families, and it's a learning experience for the family as well. So I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know mm -hmm. what my 
support structure kind of system would need to be further down the line, but one day at a time, really. Yeah. And today it's Friday, so Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> what happens? Um, do you do you um, do something on Friday evening? Do you have friends come over? Do you have family? What happens in London for you? So, so at the beginning of London for me, we were you know graciously invited to some friends' homes, but unfortunately at the moment with COVID, it's me, my husband, and my kids. So it's the yeah, four of, of us. You're back yep. in lockdown. London's back in lockdown for a month. I forgot about that for a second. Okay. So, but they're still managing to go to school in lockdown. They are. They're still going to school, which is huge. Um, that's mm. a massive. So, yeah, we'll have our traditional family time, which I look forward to every week. Yeah, it's special. And my family mm. is my husband and my children. You know, ultimately, that is the, the, you know, the most important people in my life and the reason I took my very comfortable, easy South African lifestyle, which I miss and decided to go somewhere much harder um, for a bigger picture for what I was hoping for, please God will be a good opportunity, uh, both professionally and personally. So it's all unraveling. Lauren, I don't have all the answers of what it all looks like, ah. but it's like a one day at a time. And, that, oh, and that's a secret. I think that's the secret really is, mm. Um, and I think it's what COVID's taught us as well, is that it's not, you can't plan for what to exactly every next step will look like and just embracing that. Exactly. And be in the present and just take it, yeah, one moment at a time. Yeah. Um, is there one last message you'd like to leave for everybody? Is there anything else you'd like to say before we close off for today? Um yeah, just thank you. Thank you for inviting me to speak with you. Um, I think I thanked you in the beginning, but it's an opportunity really just to say that this is um, an important part of what I do is connecting with others and finding an opportunity for others to also find what their health mission is. And yeah, it's just, um, I'm excited about what the future holds and yeah, we'll keep, I'll keep you in the loop as things progress. Wonderful. Thank you. And how would people um, find you for your coaching? You mentioned LinkedIn. Should I pop a LinkedIn, um, your LinkedIn profile below for people to contact you if they'd like to have coaching with you? Yeah, sure. You can put my LinkedIn details um, and my, my cell phone. I am available mm -hmm. on WhatsApp for those that are in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, I am going to also be a part of my goals between now and, and the end of the year is I'm going to be launching three different um, groups. Uh, one will be focused on detoxification, another on gastrointestinal health, and the third one is on stress management. So I will, I'll let you know once um, I've got all those details and you're welcome to share them with, um, with everybody that's uh, listened or read, read the post from today. Wow, that sounds amazing. So will those groups be on LinkedIn? I will share it there. Yeah, at the moment, yeah. yeah that's the platform I find that I've, um, that I'm using the most um, and you know, people are responding well to what it is that I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, you know, it's it's more of the, the group cohorts are a really great way to have a sense of community and connection. And mm -hmm. I think people need that more and more people, you know, often the healing cure itself is felt when you with, um, you know, even if it's just a small group of others, because mm -hmm. you'll pick up on somebody else's win can then become a suggestion 
uh, for something that you'd like to try. So I really believe in the in the beautiful power of human connection and kind of sense of community. So I think a lot of people are craving that coming yeah, out of you're right. Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, wonderful. That's amazing, Laura. And how does the coaching session look like? Is it, do they come on a Zoom chat with you or a Skype or WhatsApp or how does it work? So, you know, I've been working oh. online predominantly. I mean, that's the only way and whatever, whatever platform is comfortable for somebody, mm -hmm. you know, some people, um, it's honestly been a WhatsApp call mm -hmm. um, and we'll have a 30 minutes. I, I sometimes find those shorter chunks of time more frequently is actually mm -hmm. more beneficial. So instead of having a 90 minute coaching mm -hmm. session with somebody, I sometimes like to almost have a beginning of the week and an end of the week with somebody as a, as a, as a supportive, um, you know, action step for them as well, where there's space in between those two times as a check-in. Okay. So more, so more regular pulsed check-ins with people. Of course, in the introductory stages, a longer first session is, is, the, is the standard intake. With the forms um, that I would need them to fill in, but I've tried to make it as as light as possible, and rather just get going because I mm. feel there's a there's often there's sometimes a reservation for people to get started, and I don't want that. Mm. People say I don't have ninety minutes, and I don't want to fill out all these forms. I'll meet I'll, I'll meet people where they're at. You know, of course okay. we need a basic medical history. Of course, knowing any chronic medication they're on, doctors that they're already working with, so that I can get a clear picture. But you know, one of my forms is only—it's literally a one-page form, just a quick Brilliant. bit of information and get started. Oh, I love that idea. So, and you—it sounds like you personalize your coaching programs for whoever you're working with, rather than just saying, "This is my coaching program. Take it or leave it." Right. Because you know, I know we're talking on Zoom, but for some people, this is scary. You know, mm. some people don't know how to click on a link or they don't know how mm -hmm. or they don't have a laptop. So, you know, if they come from what platform causes you the least amount of stress? And if they say, um, I, I prefer to chat on WhatsApp on a video or a mm -hmm. um, WhatsApp call, then let's do that. That's so, what you do. Whatever works. Brilliant. People where they're at. I think that's the, the secret, the secret sauce. Awesome. Leora, you are amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. And I hope that your coaching practice just uh, flourishes in the next years to come and that you really enjoy living in London. And it's not this really difficult place that it is right now. It just becomes your as much of a happy space as Cape Town was for you. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you so much, Lauren. Okay. Lots of love. <laughs> Bye.